Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. I love that sound. This is a good one. Welcome everybody to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Dale Luganville. Thank you for joining me. It's been a little bit of a break. I was on vacation last week uh i brought the podcast stuff but i wasn't sure if i was gonna do anything or have time or if the internet would even let me do anything up there because we were in the middle of nowhere uh and by middle of nowhere i mean the best lake in the state and you've all heard me talk about it pelican lake in or minnesota and i love it and it lived up to his name yet again so this, we're going to consider this your recap and rants. I got like, I got a shit ton of stuff to to recap. So um, before I get to it, quick reminder, you guys, beardstruggle.com. If you have a beard, if you're not using beard products, trust me on this one. Try some of this stuff out. You're going to love it. It, it just makes a actual big difference in how manageable your beard is so check that stuff out thebeardstruggle.com use fullscale15 at checkout save yourself 15 percent uh all right with that said let's get into this recap and rant all right so i got boy this is gonna challenge my memory here um so i have to go back a week ago Friday. <laughs> yeah, this is a while ago. So we head up to the cabin, 
and we have coming into the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, we have our third and fourth events for Loon State Bassmasters on the Whitefish Chain, and uh, doing some pre-fishing up there. Well, we're not it's not pre-fishing because this is our club tournaments, but it's kind of built-in pre-fishing for the uh, TOC in a few weeks. So uh, got up there Friday and trying to think. Did I do any pre-fishing on Friday? I don't believe I did. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I went to the cabin. I, don't, I must not have got up to the cabin until later Friday. That must have been it. Anyways, so in the meantime, I had hooked up. Uh, I would picked up a uh, Helix 7. Gen 3. Down, down imaging, side imaging, chirp, all the, the all the good bells and whistles. Brand new, finally have some electronics that I feel like I can be competitive with. I still need a trolling motor, but this is a good start. Uh, um, so I, I was excited to get up there and uh, and scan, do some scanning, which I was gonna kind of like. Um, well, my plan was for for the the tournament because I had pre-fished weeks prior and I had scouted a little bit and I had found some stuff. So my plan was I was fairly confident that I could get my five, whether they're going to be five big enough. I, you know, that was going to be yet to be determined, but I, I was confident I could get my five. And then my plan was to, um, take that time to scan around to, um, kind of, check out the lake so um for because there was a a shit ton of the lake i hadn't looked at yet um so i take that back i did do some pre-fishing man my memory sucks on friday because and this is important to the story i did because I had had the Loon Electronics were all fired up. I was super excited. I was going to scan around, find some good spots. I was scanning. Everything was going great. I'd found some spots, the weed lines. There was, like, some down logs. And I was marking some fish. Like, ooh, this could be pretty good. Um, didn't really fi- I fished it a little bit. Didn't get any bites. Um, but there was definitely some, there was, a, like, big schools of bait down there. I don't know if they were, like, crappies or what they were. Uh, but it was it was life, so I was like, sweet! I never would have found this stuff without this side imaging. So I'm just like, I'm super stoked. So I go off and I, I'm checking out some other spots, um, you know, going through some channels, and um, all of a sudden, this like, it, it's getting later in the day. I look back and there's a storm coming, and I'm like, man, it's gonna take forever to get these channels. And I hadn't been down in like the lower parts of you know like cross lake and all the different lakes down there i'd hit like upper and lower whitefish and hay and trout but i hadn't gotten to them like shit down them all them little ones down there and so i was like wow man i better i better head back i don't want to i don't know how long it's gonna take to get through these channels and that storm whips up and that could be a problem so i uh, i decided to head back well, I'm noticing that all of a sudden my the hummingbird is starting to, is reading all wonky. 
like uh, saying it's really deep. The it's like the side imaging is just it's showing really weird stuff. And I'm like, oh, have I got some weeds on there or what? And I'm lift up the motor, you know, and the transducer is way underneath, so I can't really see it. But I'm like, well, it doesn't look like I'm dragging any weeds, so I just keep going. You know, I throw it in reverse a couple times to try to dislodge something, and it's just it's not working. And I'm like, well, I guess I head back. I'll get on the trailer and see what's going on. I had a really, really bad feeling because the way it was reading was very similar to when my front unit was reading that way and I discovered that um, just from using it wearing through, it had on the zip tie where it had it attached to the trolling motor, it had worn through the um, cable and actually just completely severed the cable. And uh, so I was like, uh, this is reading like there's not a transducer down there and I'm not sure how that would be because I did not hit anything. You know, I went through those shallow channels, but I was trimmed way up. Like, I did not hit anything. And uh, so, anyways, I head back to the landing. I put it on the trailer, go around and strap it down, take the plug out. Sure as shit. No transducer. Just wires hanging there. I don't know what happened, dude. Uh, the only thing I could think of is that something like in as we were installing it, somehow like fracture cracked, you know, the plate that the transducer mounts to because it was broke right in half. Like the bottom half would actually connect that holds the transducer. That part was gone. And then the upper half was still there with the screw in it. So it that's where it snapped right kind of on that screw. The only thing I could think of, and the only thing that makes any sense, and then I'm guessing just the force of going full speed across the water, you know, plucked those wires right out of that that transducer. So I fished the next day in the tournament, pretty much more blind than when before I upgraded <laughs> to my electronics. Uh... As luck would have it, for me at least, the pattern that I had found was shallow um, and dock, so I didn't really need it per se, uh, but it's still like weighing heavy on my mind. It's just super irritating. So I go to a couple spots that um, I, I was boat number one, so I got to take off right away. So I was able to go right to the spot that I wanted to, and the spot that I had pre fished and found before, and it was consistently held a couple fish and that's literally like a couple fish and um but they're decent size so i went there and i caught one fish right away uh kept going caught another fish so i had i had two decent ones in the live well um and then i went around um made a run tried um a couple more spots that I that I had scoped out, um, caught a few more decent fish. I was able to get my five. So here I'm like, well, I got my five. It took me a little longer than I was hoping, but I got my five. And uh, there was definitely a couple in there that really needed to be upgraded. Like there was a couple um, dinkers. They were legal, but barely legal. You know, it's just like, ugh, these these are gonna have to go for sure. And uh, so 
I start driving around. I start checking off some other spots. So I'm like, well, you know, I hadn't been to like the north part of the lake. There's a ton of like lily pads and slops. So I buzz up there and fishing up there. I just don't like the way it looks. It's setting up. I try it. I don't get any strikes. Don't get any bites. I kind of, I kind of go back to what's been working. Um, try a few more docks that I hadn't hit. Um, make a, make a couple really good upgrades. So now I'm now I have like a you know two and a half pound average, I suppose, something something in that range, neck of the woods, and I have like an hour left, and I'm not sure what. I want to do. Um, I kind because I kind of want to. <sighs> I'm looking on the map, so I, I kind of figured out what was working, and so I'm trying to look on the map. And I mean, at least I had I had the map at least on on the new Humminbird Seven. Um, if it didn't have anything else, but I was able to kind of use that map and and look for exactly because it wasn't like not all docks were created equals like. And it wasn't necessarily like just docks adjacent to deep water, because actually some of my better docks weren't anywhere near deep water. They're like behind a big weed flat. Um, but it was when I would run up to a dock, just looking in the water, I could tell if they were going to be good or not because of the type of weeds, good clean weeds, not covered in a ton of moss and stuff like like they were just good healthy weeds, and that seemed to be where I was finding the majority of my fish. So I have an hour left, and I'm and by this time all the wreck traffic is out, and so the lake is a washboard again. It's not nearly as bad as it was on July Fourth weekend, but it's still it's still pretty rough. Like you can't really run wide open. Um, so I'm looking at these docks, and of course they're on the far they're like farthest away <laughs> on the lake from where we launched and where we're meeting for weigh-in so it's like oh my god this is a little bit of a risk because i get there i'm gonna have about 10 minutes to fish <sighs> screw it let's try it boom take off get all the way over there and like my second cast hook into a real good fish real good like uh, i'm like oh get in the net for this one this one is not i'm not boat flitting this flipping this one so i'm fighting it kind of one hand and getting my net ready at the other hand and and it got thankfully it kind of got down in some weed it's dove down and got in the weed so it couldn't really fight or shake the hook or anything i just kept steady pressure on it which actually really worked in my favor he wasn't able to jump and shake the hook or anything like that and uh, i was able to get him in the net and when i weighed it it was a good fish when i weighed it and i really need to check my uh i need to uh what do they call that um God, crap, I can't think of the word. Yeah, I know you're all yelling at your radio right now saying the word I'm thinking of. Calibrate. Thank you. Calibrate my scale because uh, I don't think it's quite right. Anyways, it uh, registered a little under four, and uh, I was like, that's a good fish. Um, that That's good kicker. I'll, I'll take that one. So it's like threw that one in the box, looked at the clock. I was like, uh, I had like 30 minutes. I'm like, well, I could fish for a little bit longer. I'm like, mm, I don't want to risk it. I'm going to head back, and there's a couple docks on that side that I haven't fished. I'm sure somebody else is already over there because it's pretty typical for people to do this exact same thing. Get closer 
to the landing where we're going to meet, fish those last few minutes, you know, and hope that you can get one last minute upgrade or something. And uh, so I head over there and fish these docks, and I could tell. I pull right up to them like, oh, these docks are garbage. Flipped them anyways. They didn't get any bites. Um, there's like 10 minutes left. Somebody's in fishing the pads and the channel that we got to go to get the on this side, and someone's fishing the other side, and someone's fishing these docks over there. And I was just like, well, you know what? It is what it is. I don't think – I just don't have any confidence here. I don't think in these last 10 minutes I'm actually going to find anything. So I basically just relaxed. I started cleaning the boat up, putting rods away, and uh, just waiting for everybody to get in. And then we go in and uh, weigh in, and uh, lo and behold, my uh, fish that I weighed that was under 4 pounds came in at 4.42. So it was over 4. Not quite 4.5, but dangerously close. And so that was a very good fish. It was good enough for big fish of the day. And I also ended up getting my first club win of this season and my second club win overall. So pretty excited about that. That was that was awesome. And my total weight was 15.62, which from what I hear on that lake is actually really good. And as the TOC is coming up, um, and we talk about this as a club, but like if you can come in – if you can put two days together, you know, 13, 14 pounds, you're you're looking good. You might actually make the state team. So whether that pattern is going to hold up or not, we will see. Uh, hopefully I can get up there. I mean, it's closed down now. You can't pre-fish anymore. Um, but there will be an open practice time. Hopefully I can take some time off and go and practice and see if my patterns are still holding up. The other thing, I need to find more spots because – um, I'm not going to get all these docks to myself. There's going to be a hundred other boats out there. So this, this isn't going to be like our little, uh, you know, how many people do we have fishing that they want to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 people and like 10 boats. So it's not, yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot more company out there. So, um, I need, I need backup spots to my backup spots for sure. Uh, but that gave me a little boost of confidence. Um, really needed that win, especially after the night I had. Oh, <laughs> I got to back up. So after the frustration the night before, realizing that this thing was broken, like, oh, I suppose this thing's new. No one's going to have it. I'm going to have to order it. I was just, I was really pissy. I was not in a good mood. And I'm walking out to my truck in the cabin, and I got, you know, my phone light is on kind of marking my way you know like a sparkling water in my hand you know and uh i turned the corner uh out of our little like driveway of our we have a shared driveway so i come out of our cabin i start walking down the gravel shared driveway and all of a sudden this bear starts huffing at me just and (laughs) i was just like not in the mood and you know i actually said out loud because you know you want them to be heard or whatever you know you want them to hear you i should say and and this is no lie this was like my legit attitude i was like not today bear you do not want to fuck with me today i will beat you with this sparkling water can do you want to go back to your bear buddies and have to tell a story that you got your ass kicked by a can of sparkling water no i don't think you do 
keep your distance, bro. <laughs> like I just I could never really see him. I was Shannon, he was he was off. I would if I had to guess in the dark probably. 60, 70 yards, but I could just see his lights, and they were like key or his lights. I could see his eyes reflecting in the in my phone light, and they just he just was staying eyes locked on me. He wasn't running off or anything. Just huffed at me all the way to my truck and unplugged my boat, got in drove away. Nothing happened, um, but that was I thought that was kind of funny. And in the moment, I'm telling you, like I was ready to rumble. Like I was not, I was not in the mood. So this win was really good. For my uh, for my confidence, for my soul, for everything. Uh, also, uh, so calling around. Actually, I had Joel. I had my buddy Joel call around while I was fishing, and he found me one. Um, Reed's had it. He didn't know which location. I'm like, whatever. I'll drive. I'll, dude. If I gotta go to Cabela's from here, it's probably like two hours one way. I don't care. I'm doing it. Like I'll make the drive. And so I call him, and they have one at the Walker location, which is about an hour from where I'm at. and But they close at 5.30, and we're weighing in at 3.30. Normally it would have been 2.30. I would have had plenty of time. But those storms that I had the night before caused chaos. I knew something was amiss when I got to the landing and I was the first one. <laughs> this is not normal. And I was right away, I contact Cody and I'm like, um, we didn't change the landing again, did we? Because uh, we had changed the landing that we were going to use prior to this event. And he's like, no, it's like I'm I'm chainsawing a tree. A couple trees fell down my driveway. Somebody else's uh, driveway was flooded. So it caused a bunch of problems for other people getting to the launch at at 6:30, so we pushed it back to 7:30. So then, you know, 2:30, 3:30. So we had a later weigh-in. Well, 3:30, you know, it's, it takes a while to, for everybody to load their boats and to do weigh-ins. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm, so I'm gonna need to weigh in like as fast as I can, and I'm just gonna hit the road, and I have to get, I have to get up the walker to get this thing. So I'm not gonna be, they're gonna close even earlier on Sunday. I gotta have this thing, and so. Shark comes through with a genius idea because I guess they do this at the Marine General. It's like, call them up if they have it, pay for it, and then just have them hide it somewhere. I was like, oh, that's genius. So I call them up and ask them if they would do that, and they did. So I paid for it over the phone, and so now it doesn't really matter what time I get there. And uh, so do the whole way in, find out I win. That was sweet. Big bass. And, uh, yeah, that was awesome. And then so – tear off a run up there it's raining um it like rained a lot a huge storm and i get there to reeds the back parking lot was like super flooded there's a giant whirlpool going down the storm drain and all the employees are out back like waiting i guess for the rain to stop and wondering how they're gonna get to their vehicles because it was it was after 5 30 so they were closed and uh i still had my fishing shoes on so i just have some hook shoes that you know, get wet, whatever. I'm like, I hop out, you know, it's ankle deep water. I just walk up. I'm like, guys, ah, it's just water. Your feet will dry. It's not a big deal. Walk up, grab my part, throw it back in the truck and head home. And my plan was to, um, hook it up, um, that night. But it's just with the mosquitoes and time I got back, I was tired 
And also, I didn't think I really needed it for the second day. I mean, it would have been really nice to have, but I was just going to see, basically just going to run and see if the, the same pattern held true on these other lakes. So now we're launching down by Cross Lake. Now I'm going to get to check out all those lakes that I haven't fished before. And uh, so I'm like, well, I got by with it Saturday without it. Um, just get some sleep. Try it again Sunday. Uh, see what happens, and then, then I'll then I'll put it on. Um, so I was looking forward to using it on my vacation up on Pelican Lake because I've never scanned that lake, and there's a lot of structure on the lake. It'd be really interesting. So that's what I do. We fish on the, the southern edge. It's really windy um, that day, which is not so bad down in those other. These are smaller and they're kind of out of the wind. You can find some spots. Uh, so I just go, and of course I was first, I took off first the day before, so we just flipped the rotation for the second day. So now I'm taking off last, which is kind of fine because I don't even know where I'm going. And uh, I just pick a line of docks that look good, trying to do the same thing, you know, find a string of docks that look similar to what I was fishing the day before. And I find some, I pull up, I start fishing. I, I'm catching a couple right away, putting some fish in the box. Um, they're not impressive fish by any stretch of the imagination. Like, these are going to have to get upgraded for sure. Uh, it was just kind of one of those days and where stuff was just going wrong. Like, I had two decent fish break off. And so I'm, I'm back up a little bit. So I'm, I'm checking these spo some spots on these lakes down there, and I'm just not like what I'm seeing. And I'm trying them anyways. So I'm like, well, maybe there just isn't any of those kind of docks down here. Let this, you know, some docks, there's weeds, there's deep water. Let's try it, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm flipping. I'm not catching anything. Man, kind of getting later in the day, and I'm like, well, I might as well go go run my old pattern. I mean, I'm not too far away from it. So I go through the channels, and as I'm coming up to the channel, coming through the channel up to lower whitefish, you can just see the waves, how angry it is out there. I'm like, ooh, I'm like, well. <laughs> kind of already committed now, so <laughs> I head out there, and it was the big whitecaps. I mean, it was it was pretty windy. Um, the good thing was is that there wasn't really any wreck traffic out there because it was so rough, and so I'm like, well, at least there's that. <laughs> so I uh, I take off and I go across and I I start hooking some better fish and uh, upgrade a couple times. I missed two decent fish. Again, they were they weren't like those the four pound kickers or anything, but they were those good solid two and a half pound fish and change. But twice I had the exact same thing happen. And I had this happen to me the day before without any repercussions. It's just it was this was just one of those days. So I just was it was like a concert of errors. And you know, I'd flip the stock, I'd set the hook, fish would wrap around the dock piling, you know, leg or whatever. And which is fine. They do it all the time. and just keep steady pressure, and they usually unwind themselves, and then you catch them. But, boom, pink, like, line broke. It's like, oh, jeez. They didn't have that. I mean, it was like, it shouldn't have broke, but, man, I hit a rough spot on that leg. I don't know. But this, then, you know, hour later, it's the same thing. I hook another good one. Would have been an upgrade for sure. Wraps around the exact same leg on a different dock, but the same one, same exact thing. Steady pressure and just... Tink, I'm like, oh, come on. You got to be kidding me. And so, you know, missing fish, they're flopping off. It's just, it's just one of those days. And 
So I did not uh, I did not do as well. I got my five. Um, my big fish that day was just a hair over three pounds, three point oh two. Um, and I finished with a total bag of ten nine six, and that was uh not good enough for first. Uh, Jim took first place. He had fourteen four four, um, and his big was three point four. So he had he just had a really good average. I saw him when he when he dumped him in. It was a real good, real good average. Uh, Shark had big uh, big fish with three six eight, and he finished with twelve twelve. So not he had a pretty good bag too. It was definitely a lot tougher. Uh, everybody kind of said the same thing. They just weren't biting as good. Um, I probably only caught, I bet I only caught all day 12 fish. I mean, if that. I mean, it was It was definitely a totally different day. Um, on the way back, though, I mean, this these winds were steady out of the, what would it be, northwest, strong. I mean, they said it was like in the teens, but they had to be gusting up to 30. And by the end of the day, there were some legit, like, ocean swells that were built up. Um, and so I'm running across, and I get up on plane, and I'm not going fast because I'm getting just beat up. Um, and I'm probably 30 miles an hour somewhere, low 30s, something like that. And I'm looking at the map, seeing where I'm going to go, you know, where's this channel at, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, I get hit with a wall of water. I mean a wall of water. I don't think I full on speared a wave, but may as well have. Like I just got drenched. Everything it pushed the hummingbird forward like the, the it was it was a big wave, bro. <laughs> Holy crap. Water's just like cascading down into the pit like instantly put the bilge on and it's spitting water out i'm like uh okay uh i'm i'm wet <laughs> everything's wet uh so i get going again and i just get up on the plane like i just get up on the plane and this now i'm trying to kind of like feather the throttle and ride these waves and and now i'm aware of it right it doesn't take me long and all of a sudden i see another wave coming this is why this is what i mean but i don't think i actually speared it because i didn't spear this one either but it hit like the port side and it just when it came down you know it didn't spear the wave but it created you know a wave that came way up and then just Redoused myself just as hard as the first time, like the exact same kind of things. So that's why I don't think I actually speared the wave. And I'm like, cough and spit. At least I saw that one coming again, you know, put the bilge pump on again, empty the boat out. And so now it's like, well, trim up and go slow. <laughs> so that's what I did. I like eight miles an hour all the way back, finally got into the channel. And thank God that the sun was shining because I was like, I was shivering now because that wind was uh, brutal. And I'm soaked to the bone. I mean, to the bone. And uh, get through the channel. I fish around a couple other spots. I think I catch a couple more fish. Nothing. I don't. Did I make any more upgrades? Oh, I did. Okay, so we kind of did the same thing. So now it's getting close to weigh in time. Uh, we all run back. I'm checking some docks. I'm fishing some docks. Catch a little one here, blah, blah, blah. Get to where we're going to launch. And, of course, everybody's doing the same thing. So I look over this bay, super shallow, looks like shit. I'm like, eh, whatever. I got I got a few minutes. Let's boogie over there and 
flip some docks. You never know. Sometimes in the middle of nowhere, there'll be one decent one, you know, hiding all out by himself. He's left alone because nobody would have fished it, you know, that kind of a setup. So I'm hoping for that. You know, I'm like, come on, just give me one five-pounder, one five-pound loner. Because I didn't have a very good average. I knew it, but I was like, if I got a big enough kicker, I'd have a chance. And uh, that did not happen. I did make a small upgrade, though, like a couple ounces. You know, it was like one of those things, put it on the on the balance beam there, the old cull beam, and it was like, oh, well, a little bit of a – so I upgraded my last fish by just a little bit. And uh, well, not that it really mattered, but what did I come in fourth, I think, that day. So, you know, not terrible, but not great. I would have obviously would have liked to won, but it would have been pretty cool on a tough lake on a tough day to – Go back-to-back on whitefish, that would have given me a lot of confidence going into the TOC in a couple weeks here. But, of course, you know, in a few weeks, everything's going to change. Pattern could be totally different. Docks could be completely garbage. The weeds could be dead. Or who, who the hell knows? So it's going to be starting over from square one anyways. Um, so, I don't know. That's that. I had to spend 200 bucks for just the freaking transducer. Oh, my God. That was just irritating. Um but so then I had everything already packed up from the cabin. I'm on my way uh, up to Pelican. And so I want a couple things. I needed to pick up a couple things for the week. I wanted to pick up a couple things to help me install uh, the transducer. And because I didn't really have any tools on me, so I had to pick up some cheap tools, whatever. And so I hit the Walmart and Hibbing. And then as I'm walking out and I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, hmm. I'm just gonna hook this thing up right now because I want it. I want it for Pelican, and it just would be easier. Because usually what happens is, you know, somebody meets me at the landing. We dump the boat in. They take the truck and trailer back to the resort that we stay at, Northland Lodge, and then I meet. You know, and then I just pull the boat up and it just lives at the dock. So if I was gonna do it the next day, you know, we'd have to. It would just cut into fishing and blah blah blah. blah. So I decided in the Walmart parking lot, which is always kind of convenient because if you did forget anything you can always run back in and grab it which didn't happen thankfully but it didn't however take me some time i was fighting trying to run um run that cord through you know there's like a a tube that all the electronic cords and stuff go through and man i could not for the life of me get that thing to go in there kind of got it partially in there and hidden but not great i still need to that's a project i still need to do get that on there but i was able to get it um on there enough uh i didn't attach it all the way uh because i was like well you know driving down the road whatever i'm gonna do it right before whatever so i did anyways so i get there and it was pretty late so i didn't end up um putting the boat in the water that day anyways but at least there was nothing else to do in the morning so it was just a matter of going to the going to the landing and uh launching the boat so i was able to get some awesome donuts from Patton's cafe oh man they have the best donuts up there chocolate long johns they're freaking huge and they're just the best so if you guys are ever going through or on your way to rainy or whatever make sure you stop at Patton's to pick up some donuts but hot tip you gotta eat them like right away while they are the best donuts in the world they are not the best donuts in the world the following day <laughs> once they get kind of stale they're just it's not uh it's not the same. It's almost like Indian fry bread. It's very kind of like that if you've ever had that. If you haven't, you have no point of reference. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but the dough is, like, super good. When it's fresh, oh, man, so good. So check them out. As far as fishing went, so that first day, 
like just running and gunning, checking some spots, messing around, a fish with this, you know, fish with my sister for a little bit, then a fish with my nephew for a little bit, then fish, you know, it's like everybody's jumping in and out of the boat and just kind of screwing around, trying trying some stuff. Well, had that been a tournament day, I fucked off and had over 20 pounds. <laughs> Everything I had was was just under three, and then my biggest was over, it was like four and a half pounds. And then, oh, so going back to that, that thing, like um, the first day, so when I weighed my big fish, it was under three pounds. But then when they weighed the fish there, so somebody's scales are off, and I'm guessing it's mine. So my big fish was 442, and it registered on mine, like under four. Now generally, if your fish has been alive well all day, if anything, it's going to lose some weight, spit up a couple of crayfish or just distress, like they lose some water weight, whatever. Um, and it, it apparently grew in the live well. So uh, I don't think I'm actually – I need to calibrate it. or I need, I need to weigh something where I absolutely know what the weight is and uh, see how far off it is because I was going off. I had probably – everything was just under four with one that was four and a half. So I'm definitely over 20 pounds for my best five. But if it's off that much – the four and a half was probably closer to five, and then everything was over four instead of just under four. Now you're looking at, you know, you're edging up 22, tickling 23 pounds. This is a fucking hell of a bag. Um, so for a tournament, that would have been awesome. Of course, again, if there's a tournament on that lake, you know, I'm sharing water. I'm not getting, you know, all the sweet spots. Though there's enough spots in that lake that I think you could have uh, – it could definitely take the pressure – but it's also a catch and release lake. Well, not totally, but it's like 14 to 20, I believe, is a slot that you got to return. So it either have to be a paper tournament or you'd have to get a permit. The problem with that lake is a paper tournament. These fish are so stocky and fat on that lake that you'd be like, ah, oh, it's an 18-incher, but you're kind of getting screwed because that's an 18-incher that weighs more like a 19 or a 19 and a half any other lake. Um, but anyways, it's I guess it's all relative. Everybody's facing the same rules, but I would love to see a tournament on that lake. I think that'd be freaking sweet. I'd love to see how many, like, how many pounds, like, MLF guys could rack up. I, I guarantee you'd put 200 pounds on that lake. It, you wouldn't be able to have, like, a shit ton of boats out there, but if you did, like, the elites and you only had, like, five anglers out there or something, <laughs> oh, man, that would be so much fun to watch that. That would just be great. But um, going in the week, the week was great. Fishing continued to be pretty good. It was different. It was different every day. A um, lot of weather coming and going. Uh, one day it was cold and rainy and windy, and it slowly started warming back up. And we had east winds for a couple of days. Um, but even with that east wind, like we had that first like post cold front come in. And I kind of just assumed it'd be tougher fishing the next day. So I downsized, went to like net rigs and drop shots and not really getting anything on those. I'm like, well, let's just go back to the jigs that were working yesterday and go from there, I guess. And then started catching fish on those. So they, I mean, the fish we were catching were still fat. So obviously they were eating. Um, so just give them what they want, I guess. And they're eating big, giant crayfish. I'm throwing a 3 8 ounce, you know, largemouth jig with the, with the missile uh, D bomb on it, missile baits D bomb, and um, they're chowing. I'm catching both brown and green. So the I didn't. I don't think I caught any smallmouth bass in like traditional smallmouth sized lures. Like they just wouldn't touch the neds stuff like that. They wanted that bigger presentation. Did catch a couple on square bills when we fished the rocks, but um, 
you throw a jig in there, you're just donating. Although, oh my God, the freaking Northerns on that lake. I went through so many jigs, dude. Oh my God. Uh, it was ridiculous. Like, you'd see them come up, and they would hit your – like, you would see them. Like, right, you're reeling in just to make another cast, and one would just come racing up for it. you see the stupid mouth come and take it. and You wouldn't even put pressure on it, and they would just, like – they would turn and run, and, like, dink, gone. Or the times you cast up there, and you just feel that tick on the end of your line, go to set the hook, and there's literally nothing there. It's just your line. You're like, oh, my God. I bet I lost total between, you know, everybody fishing. I don't know, 30 jigs. I mean, I mean uh, at least 20. It was ridiculous. It was just, it was, uh, it was like a half a dozen a day. It was stupid. Oh, oh so frustrating. I mean, uh, this always happens, and we lost a couple to the rocks, but not many. Most of them were from stupid northerns. Um, but I knew it, so, I mean, I, I overstocked before the week, but, oh, God, it's still like you just feel the pain in the wallet. I mean, there goes another five dollars. Just like, oh my god, it's brutal. Um, but finished the week pretty good. Uh, that was fun. And uh, so now, but I load the boat. Fished all week. Electronics worked perfect. Found some cool, interesting stuff on the lake. Um, I'd still like to go back and check some spots out. Hopefully, I can make it up there again this year for just a weekend. That would be fantastic. Um. So what I'd really like to do is I like, get the GoPro rocking. Uh, I got a Yolo Tech just just for that purpose, pretty much, and do kind of like that MLF thing on there, and just see how many fish I can catch that are you know over a pound scoreable bass, and just like run a ticker and you know on the screen or whatever. I think that'd be kind of make a cool cool video. Um, but I I brought it thinking I would do that, but with the family and you got different people in the boat and the different conditions, and it's just like it it just wasn't really conducive to do that so i'll have to head up there and do that another time but uh no problems didn't it didn't break off you know like because the one thing i read was that you're supposed to hand tighten only as you put the stuff on there in the actual instructions and we had used an impact when we put the first one on so that's all i was like mm, probably is exactly what i thought I probably put a crack in that plate and then when the force of just going through the water it snapped off and and the rest is history. Worked great all the way up to the very end. I'm, I'm, you know, turn it off, run across the bay. Something's actually going wonky with my, uh, my boat. It wasn't it was like my the, I don't. I need, think I needed to change the impeller. It was spitting water, but just not really strong. And that alarm kept going off, the long beep, like overheating thing, and then the safety mode would kick in, and it wouldn't even let me get up on plane. So thankfully, we were just in the bay for like an hour that morning saturday morning and uh i'm like well let's just head back to the rain you know started to rain and we're getting wet and like ah let's just let's just call it we got dinner reservations in the cities tonight we need to get on the road anyway so we head back and put the boat on the trailer i didn't run it all the way up because the way we already cut off part of my bunk to make that transducer work um but it's still like really close so i didn't run it up all the way onto the bunk you know, I was nervous about it, so I hop out, crank it up the rest of the way, pull the boat out, go to take the plug off. It's broken. It's just dangling there. At least I didn't lose the freaking transducer this time, but it still broke that plate off, and it had to be when I put it on the trailer. So now I got to amend that. I got to. I think I'm just gonna push the front bumper back like two full inches, so it should have. It should not come in contact with that 
um, with that bunk at all. And so uh, I'm swift, I would like to switch it out with a metal one, but we'll see. I might still do that. I don't know. So I changed out today. I changed out the impeller. That was today's uh, fun task. What I didn't do, pro tip, if you're changing your impeller, put it in gear before you take stuff apart because I left it neutral. So when it came time to line up the splines, <sighs> needless to say, I struggled to line that up. And I was also struggling with the water tube because uh, that just kind of wobbles around there. But I did pick up a hot tip from YouTube that you install that first. You take that off your lower unit, you stick that thing up where it goes, and then when you put that lower unit on, you can just guide that water tube into your lower unit, and that works way more gooder. So two things. Put it in drive. Install the tube first. There's your hot tip. So I finally got that in there with a, with a bunch of, bunch of fighting and um i don't know still kind of nervous about the bogus i'm looking at you know there was one time driving it there was like a loud clunk i'm like mm, what was that last time i heard something like that my compressor blew up on me and that was not good so i got that i took the shroud off and i'm looking in there and there's just a ton of oil in there and there's like plastic shavings around and what's more concerning than that is i see some washers down there I'm like, okay, what kind of part broke off? So I had to figure out, go on YouTube, figure out how to take that bottom cowl off, did that, and I'm looking around. Man, I don't know. If, if there's a part that came off, it's buried in there, and I can't see it. Best I can figure. Now, I know I didn't get, because I didn't know how to take that bottom cowl off the first time I fixed my motor when that compressor blew up. And so I cleaned it kind of as good as I could, and there was still a bunch of crap down in there. So I'm hoping... That it's leftover shit from the first uh, breakdown, and that these washers that are floating around there are also leftovers from fixes of days gone by. I, I'm hoping. I honestly, I couldn't see anything that looked like it was damaged in any way, shape, or form. And uh, so I cleaned that all up. Uh, set the washers aside in case they come in handy. Because one of them is like a very specific, like quarter inch thick kind of spacer washer. So I don't know what that is. That looked really important. I did see there was like an air hose. I don't know what it is. It's kind of, dude, I'm not a mechanic, all right? There's this little tiny hose coming off the back of the engine. And it's just like a little bleeder hose or something. I don't know what it's for. But that was like pinched into where the bottom cowl fits in, this little slot. So I've never taken that thing off. So obviously that was something the previous owner of this boat did. So it was whatever that thing is supposed to do, whether it's supposed to let air out or suck air in, I can't imagine it was doing a very good job of it. Uh, and the boat's been running good, so it can't – it's obviously – whatever it does, it's not like super imperative to the operation of the, of the motor. Um, so I cut that off where – above where it was pinched and uh so that's doing something now maybe i didn't know what it did before but maybe that'll run better and i was also getting the oil beeps while i was out there uh this week which i have plenty of oil in the main reservoir the reservoir that's inside the on the side of the motor that's full i checked that so maybe my sensors are going i don't know or maybe it was that little line i don't know so i'm gonna check it out or I'm a little bit nervous to go run it. We'll see. We will see what happens. I hope nothing 
catastrophic because I really need a working boat for the TOC. That that that's kind of important, <laughs> like extremely important. Not to mention, I just don't want to spend any more money on massive fixes. So, um, yeah, say say a couple prayers. Um, you know, sacrifice some chickens, whatever whatever you gotta do, whatever religion you are. Uh, I accept any and all um, superstitious blessings to come my way. <laughs> Let's just go with that. So there we go. That we're caught up. That was a long recap, I know, but it's like well over a week. It's almost like a week and a half of recapping to do. Um, so thanks for sticking with me on that. I'll do a quick rant here. It's not really much for rant, but kind of want to give a shout out. Like, so I, I try to be like equal, right? I'm kind of politically right in the middle here. So all you Donald Trump fans, high five, can't handshake, stay COVID, knuckle bump or, uh, you know, elbow bump, whatever. Um, Good job on your buddy there. He signed the country's largest wilderness preservation legislation in a decade, designating 375,000 new acres of protected land uh, here in the U.S. So that is pretty good. Uh, National Resource Management Act, S-47, um, overwhelmingly bipartisan congressional effort. So that is, like, super good news that this wasn't turned in any sort of political stunt. Uh, it's just like, for the most part, everybody voted for it, it was 92 to 8, which I'm always like, when it's like that, um, that was a Senate vote, 92 to 8, and a House vote of 362 to 63. I want to know who the assholes are that vote against that. Like, I, I don't know, dude. They, mu- they must have friends in like some sort of industry or maybe the people in the states that uh, those lands, they want to keep outsiders out or I don't know big rancher friends or something. There's got to be something. Follow the money, and I guarantee you'd find it. Because this it just sounds like who 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 would be against this? Uh, it it expands federally protected land. So they're not going to log it. They're not going to drill it. not going to mine it. No road construction. So, you know, most skeptics are like, oh, he just set that aside probably for his, like, corporate buddies that want to, you know, drill for gold or whatever. Nope, not in this particular case. Because if you remember, um, I think it was last year, he uh, got rid of a couple uh, monuments and kind of opened them up for logging and uh, mining and that. So I was a little uh, critical on that move. I wasn't a big fan of that move. Um, But in in all fairness, he signed this one and uh, good job. With the Democrats and the Republicans in the House and the Senate for coming together on this and getting this thing done, uh, that's going to be awesome. A lot more public land for us to go recreate on. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be like that's kind of amazing. So that's that's a quick rant. Like I said, it's not really a, a rant. It's more of a good job, guys. You finally didn't fuck something up in Washington. I appreciate it. Um, so if we could continue with not fucking stuff up, um, I'd appreciate you even more. But I will not. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. All right. So that's that's that. So thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for sticking it out. Um, didn't get too much ha- hate mail. I did get a couple of people like, dude, what happened to Waterfall Wednesday? What happened to whatever? And I'm getting a call. Dude, he did. Um, I'll wrap this thing up. Uh, so, but. I was like, ah, I'm on vacation. 
I'm going to actually enjoy vacation, hung out with the family. Um, so that was really cool. So appreciate your patience and all this. Uh, keep an eye out. If you're not following Full Scale Outdoors on uh, the social medias on Facebook and Instagram and uh, just me, Dale Luganville, Snapchat, uh, go ahead and do that. A couple of big announcements here. We're creeping up on episode 100. I want to do something really cool. I'm probably going to try to plan a um, like a flight companion at, at a brewery again, and hopefully you can make it so you guys can come out with your masks and uh, and join us. That would be awesome. Uh, so that's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some calls, try to make that happen. Also, keep this in mind. Speaking of waterfall, Full Scale Outdoors is going to be running hunts this fall. I've got some really good land lined up in the eastern part of the state. Um, so stay tuned. I've already uh, blocked off a day for a couple of vets with Hometown Heroes Outdoors. I'm going to be taking them out. Um, so I will be releasing what I have available. And uh, you can pre-book if you want, for sure. And, uh, yeah, so we're doing that. Um, keep your ears to the tracks, as they say. So I appreciate it. All right, before we tear out of here, again, reminder, beerstruggle.com. For all your beard needs, full-scale 15 at checkout. Save yourself 15%. You will thank me for it. I promise you, you're going to like your beard way more than you did before. Um, and if you already use beard products, see if you like these better. I I love them. The, the scents are great. They do wonders for my beard. I really do. So beardstruggle.com, thebeardstruggle.com, full-scale 15 at checkout. That just saved you some money. You're welcome. And with that, guys, have a great week. Send in your uh, pictures to the Full Scale Outdoors group. Let's see what everybody's catching out there. And uh, whatever your passion, pursue that full scale. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.